0: On this episode of the AIE podcast.
1: New suckers, I mean officers, have heard the call.
2: Fallout twenty seventy-six launch detected.
0: <laughs> ESO is surging.
1: The fleet has made huge strides.
0: And we have the AIE year in review. All that and more coming up right now.
2: Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from
0: planet Earth and beyond. This
2: is the AIE podcast.
0: Welcome to episode three hundred and ten of the podcast celebrating you, the Aelia est gaming community. The die has been podcast. This is Tetsemi, and to my left and upstairs is McCullough.
1: Hey, guys, there's Snickerdoodle Cheesecake and uh, Homemade Marshmallows in the Guild Kitchen.
0: Yes, but not in the real kitchen. That's the disappointment. (laughs) I'll work on the
1: marshmallows.
0: (laughs) I know. And to my right is Mewcow.
2: Greetings, Vault Dwellers.
0: (laughs) This week, we are ending the year in style and reviewing the highlights from the past year as well. So... Uh, before we get into all that, let's find out what we've been doing to been doing in and out of games besides trying to ignore Apolis, who's trying to taunt McCullough, because, you know, that's Apolis. Right, so, exactly.
1: Uh, one verbal typo. Uh, oh, one
0: verbal typo. So, speaking of verbal typos, McCullough, what have you been up to?
1: Really? Okay. <laughs> We're starting with this. <laughs>
0: I blame Apples. All right.
1: No. I would blame What what blam- have you been up to? Actually I've been blaming I'll blame Apples too. Um well, it's been pretty busy the last two weeks. Um, you know, a few holidays. We had early Thanksgiving last Sunday, which is why we didn't end up well Oh, we didn't have a student last schedule last Sunday. You have to pardon me. Um <laughs> It was a busy week. Um that involved, it you know, was. a lot of prep work, um croissants to be made and sides to be made and luckily we had a small well a small fleet of kitchen helpers two teenagers uh that was good took some time off of work to get ready for to hang out with you guys um for thanksgiving itself and only the sith in absolutes Oy vey. um <laughs> All that. Uh, be gaming a little bit again. We Our Monday game is back in swing, which is great. We've been on pause for since April, actually. Um, so that, that's been nice to kind of jump back into that. Uh, the weekend game that I've been doing with the Tadpole folks. In fact, we played this. We played about an hour before the show is when our yep. game ended. So that was great. Um, in fact, Grass was in the chat room. And we just literally just got done hanging out with each other. And really enjoying playing with this group of people. Uh, really good energy. Different um, levels of experience with the players. So it's kind of fun to see that through different people. Loving the world. Loving all that. And let's see. Weekend or the uh, Thursday group that I play with. We didn't play last week, as you know. Thanksgiving, uh, but we did play the week before, so we're kind of trying to get back into the swing of things before the holidays. Just kind of blow it all to heck and back.
0: Awesome. And what about me, you, you still moving out of boxes?
2: Oh yes, yes. It looks a little bit better behind me, but believe me, you don't see the mess that's behind the camera. So. Right.
1: <laughs> Is your son still sitting in whatever box he happens to think he fits in because he's a cat?
2: Oh actually right now he's he thinks he's a puppy and oh, Okay. Her, um uh, because we got um a neat little device from uh old well, not device but a, but a furniture from IKEA that's uh has a magnetic um crate looking doors uh-huh. mm-hmm. and uh, he's decided to put himself in there on a regular basis like he's crate. Right, so, you know. That's what yeah. <laughs> thing. But uh, other than that, um um last week um on Saturday we did go to the Texas Renaissance Fair. Mhm. Uh, Fun was had by all, um, but in the the old timey sense. Yes, um, <clears throat> yes. That's that's always a fun. It's about a two and a half hour drive there, two and a half drive back. Wow. Um, but uh, this year, um, uh, they didn't uh shoe us out at dark. Yeah. Yeah. That is, so, what,
1: that is what your wife mentioned,
2: yeah, yeah, which was I mean, I loved it. It was the fact that you got to stay there after dark. and a lot of the stuff like you that you can't tell that's going on because it's it's more you know light based, mm-hmm. is definitely pops out a lot better. Um, you know, and then there was like, a for example, there's a there's a a, a guy that does um whip demonstrations mm-hmm. and, and at night he sets the whips on fire. So right. so, you know, um, uh, just little things like that. It was just really neat to wander around this giant, it's like a 30 acre just a place that's dedicated just to the Renaissance Fair and they have it the whole full fall. And
1: the, um, nice. the neat thing is that the Texas Renaissance Festival is actually one of the longest um, continuous um, run um, Renaissance festivals in the US. And in fact, it's I, I this is the first one I heard about when I was, you know, reading reading books like 25 years ago, like fantasy books that the Texas Renaissance Festival would get mentioned.
2: Yeah, I think they've been around for thirty years or so. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely one of the longest. It's, the, it's I think it is the biggest because mm-hmm. um, it's just it's massive. It's uh, just outside of Houston, um, and it's one of those things that like you know if you if you really want to feel a a Renaissance fair, you want to try this this out. I mean it's 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 a full event. I mean not only that if you're into the whole camping experience, they no. have <laughs> or glamping, or whatever you want to call it, uh, they, yeah. they they have they have cabins as well, I believe. But um, there's just a whole field of, of places for tents and campers and all kinds of other stuff. If you want to do the full on, like you're you're staying there overnight and then going in the second it opens and staying there until it closes, like if you just want to live that life, it's yeah. there. I nice. do the
1: cabin part of it. I don't think I could do the camping part. But <laughs> what I'm hearing is I need to we need, we need to fly into Houston some weekend. Get a hotel room, have Mm -hmm. you guys meet us at the hotel, and then we could hit the Renaissance Festival early in the morning and stay all day and then go back to the hotel and sleep before flying out.
2: Uh, Honestly, we want to do the same because because of that two and a half hour drive.
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. You're five hours on the road.
2: Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, next year I think we want to actually get a hotel room for the night before that yeah. way we can hit it the second it opens and then just, just be there, just live there for the day. Exactly. There's just so much, like every time we, we go, it's always something different just because of how big and how varied it is. The acts, I mean, there are a lot of the same acts stay, but every now and then new ones come in mm-hmm. There's new shop keeps. I mean, it's, there's just, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's a full experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So Very cool. Highly recommended, you know, let me know if you want to plot and, and, yeah. uh, count it. Yeah. uh, but She's other always than, plotting. that's yes. her secret. <laughs> many plots, many plots handle it. Handle um, them. so other than that, um, of course, you know, the Thanksgiving, we had Thanksgiving and friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it was a potluck. So that was fun. We made some, uh, some, um, sliced potatoes, uh, which apparently is a—I didn't know—is a like a what is a New England thing where you you do sliced potatoes and goose fat. We didn't do the goose fat part, Ooh. but uh, mm. but apparently that's a thing that's that's for Thanksgiving, and so I don't, I don't know. We'll have to look into that for next time. But
0: yeah, that sounds good.
2: In fact, uh, yeah, Jen's busy making another batch right now. So awesome. So yeah, so that's fun. Um, and then other than that, just um, being distracted by Fallout seventy six, which we'll talk a, a, a bit about next uh, a bit later.
0: It's great. Yes, absolutely.
1: What have you been do- doing, that? Right. Besides playing after-
0: Well, you know, uh, what I have been doing is a lot of, we did raid, and I don't think, it wasn't last week, it was the week before we finally got Zul down for the first time. So we were six of eight on, on normal, which is good. We're going to go back in tonight and hopefully down him again and then work on
2: the chaos. That myth- is Mythrax. <laughs> yes. It's literally been to chaos.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, And then other than that, uh, just kind of waiting because the, the new patch will come out um, second week of December. So kind of waiting for all that story content and stuff to come out. So I'm just kind of in a, Maintenance mode where I log in, do my world quests, see if anyone needs invites, log back out. Um, but I have been playing a lot of Diablo 3 uh, with the new season. I got the Necromancer and uh, Dark Anders, one of the AIE community members that we used to raid with, has been playing a lot of Diablo 3. So he uh, took me through a couple of puzzle ring uh, gold, you know, the gold room scenarios mm-hmm. and then a couple of regular riffs. So got that done and that got me enough, um, paragon levels to finish off the three or the four seasonal chapters you needed to get your complete set of armor, which looks really cool. So I have that done on my, on my necromancer and then I'm just kind of plotting along, trying to get the, the reaver title. Um, the only thing I really haven't worked down yet is the dungeon set. um, and I've got to get a couple couple more Paragon levels to get up to Torment 7. I can do a Torment 5 right now without too much trouble. Uh just depends on the boss. So just having having a lot of fun doing that and um, being a, a curmudgeonly dwarf in our live role-playing yep. game that we do Monday nights. So having, having yeah, fun with that, curmudgeon. it's good to roll the dice again. <laughs> He's not a curmudgeon. He's just his first go-to instinct when somebody says, I need you to go find this person and kill them and bring this back. Is is that really the first option is to kill them? Okay. Well,
1: what we need to bring back was somebody's true love. And yes, (laughs) I'm okay with the whole, you know, going to a dangerous island of great (laughs) treasures and rescuing, you know, helping someone rescue their true love. Sorry. See,
0: you just you just fell for the whole thing hook line and sinker books a little bit more of a skeptic i don't know Which why
1: because i'm the rogue
0: i know and the cleric's <laughs> the skeptic so yeah 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 it.
1: but uh, but you know i had to do some manipulation to convince people
0: yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right but that's that's what i've been uh been up to and uh so i think with that Let's go ahead and jump into all the AIE news and our year in review uh, that everyone was nice enough to send us into. So we we'll just guys. Kick that off. Yep. Now.
2: AIE
3: News.
1: All right. From time to time, AIE evaluates the roles and jobs of the officers that oversee all of our game divisions and does, and they that and wow, words are heart, and that do the backhand work. In, do, in doing that, we recently identified the need for a bit more help in a couple of areas. In particular, uh, SOTOR 5.10 is going to take what we've been doing in that division uh, with the guild conquest system and crank it up to 11. And then to 65 plus, of course, Uh guild leveling, conquest changes, guild perks are all going to require additional focus and officer roles. As a result, two new officers have been added. Uh, They will continue to be the primary SOTOR focused, but we might be calling on them to help um, guide the community um, as needed as well. Uh, The first one of those victims, I mean, um, new officers is B. Kavanaugh, B. Cav or B. C., He's taken. They've taken the role of conquest strategizer for the guild for many months, uh, and his c- contributions in this area have extended into the greater Sotor Gaming community as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> the other victim is Zen. Uh, Zen's been with us for years, and has chosen um, and true to his gamer tag, he's cool and level-headed without without a fail. He's one of those top helpers in the guild, always ready to assist with a- with any. And he asks and goes out of his way to consistently make himself available. Please hold. <laughs> Here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> also, in the conquest management role, has uh, has become a, the a lead tactical ex executioner.
2: No. <laughs> tactical <laughs>
1: executioner.
2: Well, it depends on what you're doing. You know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It
1: depends if it's on you on imp side or pub side. Yep.
2: Exactly. Just saying. So
0: we have Welcome to Zen and B Kevna. Yep.
1: We hope you survive the experience.
2: Congratulations. Yeah, exactly. All right. And in mandatory fun night news, uh, where the fun is mandatory, but the attendance is not. But it should be. Um, Monday, Guild Wars 2 will be at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday, Svotor will be at 9 p.m. Eastern. Friday, ESO and Final Fantasy fourteen are both at 9 p.m. Eastern. And then Saturday, we have STO at 10 p.m. Eastern and New Braids starting at 11 p.m. Eastern in WoW. Uh, just as a heads up, make sure you're checking into each game to find out what games are on hold for the holidays because obviously we're going to be distracted with uh, Sugarfum dancing and all that other fun stuff going yes.
0: on. Awesome. All right, in streaming and podcast news, uh Sotor Escape Podcast 267, our guild goes to eleven, SEMA, Max the Gray, and Astromec EPC two sixty seven are joined by the two new officers Zen and BC to walk through the three five dot ten guild update posts and details from the recent dev live stream. And in two hundred sixty-eight, do you wanna build a lightsaber? <laughs> Of course you do. This week, SEMA, Max the Gray, and Astromech EPC-268 talk through bits of 510 news from Eric Musco, Charles Boyd, and Jackie Chow. And we finally get to build our lightsabers on Tython. And Working Class Nerds, episode 29, speaking of Eric Musco, the community chat with Eric Musco. Marcus and Nick sit down with Sotor, the Old Republic senior community manager, Eric Musco. And as Captain America says to Iron Man, Language! Rated explicit due to language from the hosts. Ooh. It's a great podcast, but probably not family friendly. It's good though.
1: Unless it's our family. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Teenager has a mouth. <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, never mind. Wow. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> and in Nomad's News, and I'm certain that some my uh, fair co host is going to be buttoning here because he's been playing a lot of this lately. But uh, Fallout 76, Um, the launch went fairly smooth, but this is a Bethesda's game. Bugs are plentiful as attacking ghouls. Servers or worlds would occasionally have issues and crash, but there was always a new one waiting for you to move to. PvP is a non-issue if you wish to avoid it. Almost similar to War Mode in WoW, where where you don't retaliate or are set in pacifist mode. It's not worth the attacker's time to even try to kill you. Um, and if they're persistent, you can easily switch worlds and never see them again. If someone manages to kill a pacifist player, they become a wanted target for the entire server slash world. Ooh, nice. Showing up on the map at all times and bounties being paid from their own caps. We do have several AIE members running a muck muck in the game. And you can chat and find more in the Nomad channel on AIE Discord. So, okay. So, Mew, tell us what's going on there.
2: Yep. Uh, so, uh, it launched on... Uh, t- what's it? Tuesday, I think it was this Tuesday, or maybe it was. Yeah, uh, no, It wasn't the the, the current Tuesday of the week. Tuesday before. Anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what Kenny was saying.
2: Yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, it's it's um it's a Bethesda game, so it's it's the same engine that Fallout 4's on, the one that came from Fallout Three, and mm-hmm. they kind of used for New Vegas with some modifications. So it has all of those usual bugs. Um, it's uh, it's definitely ambitious. Um, mm-hmm. it's definitely has a lot of um, server interface bugs kind of stuff that I've, I've been in the industry. I can kind of see a lot of it for, because of my knowledge of behind the scenes stuff. Um, I can tell there's, there's going to be a lot of learning. Um, they are definitely t- trying this, this, you know, multiplayer thing for the first time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I actually watched some of the, uh, they had a couple of uh, documentaries talking about this and the biggest hurdle they had to come across was the fact that in all of the Bethesda games, for the most part, that character is the center of the universe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep,
2: because that's because like the, the rest of the game doesn't care if the if the character's not there, the rest of the game's not going on. So they had to tell their engine, no, 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 everything needs to keep going because there's not just one center of the universe anymore. Now there's twenty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so kind of like the, the issue with ESO and Skyrim and all that, where a total change of uh, mindset.
2: Yes. Yes, so that's it's, it's ESO is a little different because they went at that um, knowing it's an MMO, mm-hmm. so they started from the MMO going out, whereas here they had to start from the art the single player RPG and then add MMO. Mm-hmm. So and it's kind of it's you know not even it's not massively multiplayer it's moderately multiplayer. Um, you know, at most we will have twenty or thirty people on your little world at a time, um, and uh, they, they limited the groups. You can have up to four people in your group. <clears throat> But interestingly enough, um, if you, if everyone, you know, adds each other as friends, you can join your friend on their world. So you can kind of unofficially have like an AIE server, essentially, if you just have everyone join in on like one main person, Um, you can't all group up. You can only have up to four, but you're all in the same group. You're all interacting together. So you can actually have a pretty good sized server of people um, with that stuff going on. Uh, So it's, you know, it, it, there's a way to kind of get in there and and have fun with all your friends, even if you have more than four. Okay.
0: Did um, and if you get a chance, can you put in the AIE Discord the easiest way to add friends? Because I know that was Kenny's biggest issue was she couldn't find the interface panel or wherever it was to accept sure. the friend requests.
2: Yeah, it's that's because it's it's under it's a key press. It's Control Tab. Oh, like, okay. That's it. You just hit control tab. It brings up the social tab. You could, The other way to get beginning there is to go to the settings menu and then go to social, but control tab, goes straight to it. And okay. the other confusing thing that people have been tripping up is um, you can't go by your character name. You mm-hmm. have to go by the account name. Oh, okay.
1: Because right.
2: a lot of people have been trying to put in the character names thinking, oh, yeah, my character is this thing. My character is this thing. That doesn't work. It'll, it'll pretend like it's working, but nothing happens.
0: Oh, okay. um, gotcha.
2: Okay. So, okay and even and of course because this is new server code sometimes like last night i actually added aludra on there and it took twice i had to type right name in twice <laughs> for it to finally say oh oh you mean that aludra oh okay right, uh, right. i see you now and then we were able to connect so gotcha. so it's just there's this server code is new it's it's all new stuff they um they have they are able to talk to the Zenimax guys but Zenimax... Their code is completely different. I mean, if you look at the yeah. look at ESO and look at Skyrim, they're not the same. They're not. No, they, you know, it's it's that Zenimax worked on that, and and they took some stuff from Sky or Skyrim, SkyMax, um, but um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's a different beast. This literally is Fallout 4 multiplayer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it, it is. It is the Fallout 4 engine that they've tweaked, and I can tell. I can see a lot of improvements. That they back oh, yeah. a lot of quality of life that I kind of hope they backport to Fallout Four, um, right? Because, because there's just some really cool stuff that they added. Uh, there's some stuff they took away, of course. Because this mm-hmm. is the other thing that if you're if you're going into this game expecting Fallout Four, it's not. It's it's definitely it's the Fallout Four has a survival mode. If you want to have a little bit more challenge where you have to eat and drink and all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Is That's, this is the survival mode for Fallout Four, and then also multiplayer, right? Gotcha. Right. So you're going to be eating and drinking and worrying about catching diseases and getting mutations and all this other ca- crazy stuff.
0: And the ra- radiation and the rads and all that. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. You can filter your water, all that. So you don't. Get- oh, yeah. Yep, exactly. dysentery. Yeah. yeah. Kitty mentioned that um, Monday night when she the river for a game.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had a, a um, Oregon trail chuckle because one of my one day uh, one of my characters got dysentery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome
2: yeah so yeah it's all kinds of fun stuff i mean it's you know it, it's funny and it's i mean it yeah it's it's at the most an inconvenience you know the survival right. isn't that bad it's nowhere near the level of rust or um some of the other Arter, crazy or, yeah yeah all that stuff nowhere near that bad it's it's more it's it's more of an inconvenience than anything it makes it seem a little bit more realistic but honestly i think i drink more in that game than i do in real life <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels, it's like oh you're thirsty oh you're thirsty oh you're thirsty so <laughs> But right. yeah, it's like
0: um, having a toddler running the game,
1: God right? Right, right. <laughs> at bedtime.
2: Yeah, but yeah. The one, speaking of at bedtime, when the toddler goes to bed, uh, me and the wife actually we play together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We explore this world together. It's been awesome. We actually found this little hidden spot underneath uh, a, a food processing center that was you you just totally stumble across it, and you find this huge underground layer thing going on, and we found all kinds of cool stuff in there, and it was just amazing to be able to do that with. The wife, you know, and yeah, yeah. The,
1: yeah that's, a great, that's the a great date
2: night. Yeah, it's 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 been a lot of fun. Um, and so that's it. And, and the only thing I can think of is is there's been people that have been saying, no, this this is a, you know this isn't a good game. It's not Fallout, and I just have to wonder what game they're playing. Right, right. Because yeah. I mean, it's I, not the Fallout they wanted. They, that's,
1: exactly. It's it's, 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 it's the, the same. convention th- you hear about Star Wars or any of that? Where it wasn't what they were expecting, so it's wrong.
2: How dare you yeah. not not tell us about uh, Diablo Four when you told us you weren't going to tell us about Diablo Four?
1: Exactly, exactly.
2: <laughs> just yes. it's 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 that weird. I don't know where, where are these noisy gamers have come from, but I, I've been learning to just ignore them and yeah. enjoy the game. Well,
1: I'm certain with your yeah, experience yeah. in the industry too.
2: Yeah, it's you have, yeah. You
1: have to tune that stuff out.
2: Yeah. yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's been a ton of fun. I definitely recommend. I mean, especially now um, with it on sale, it's mm-hmm. right now. It's the regular edition is thirty five bucks. Right. I will. I will recommend don't touch the tricentennial edition. Mm-hmm. Um, you're basically paying extra for some paint jobs.
1: Okay. Right.
2: It's it's on I mean, I it, it came with the edition I got and where is that thing? They're all for, for those watching at home. <laughs> it's,
0: uh
2: a giant
0: it's screen. <laughs>
2: yeah, it came in this giant box. Oh so, good Lord. Oh yeah, yeah. So this came with uh, where did I put that thing? Is it in here? It might be, but it actually came with a power armor helmet.
1: It looks like you guys really needed that though, because you know, considering how much you're uh, the missus is into this game, yes. that had to be that had to be purchased in in your household.
2: Yes, yes, and we've got we've got bobbleheads everywhere, and you know we've got a, we we have a, a, a dog meet nearby, and I mean it's mm-hmm. we're really into, oh, we're, yeah. we're into
1: this game. And Jen is working on the Fallout dress called you know Fallout d- yep. elaborate dress for a uh, Ren
2: Yeah, she's uh, working, so um, last year when we went to the Ren Fair, speaking of that, um, uh, she made the mistake of not going in costume.
1: Yeah, they'll never do that as a a cosplayer.
2: Yes, so she was immediately drawn to a company called Silverleaf Cosplay Silverleaf something or other, Um, and they make these um, geeky Renaissance Fair outfits. So she got the Batgirl um, corset. Oh, nice. Which actually works out well because they actually have themed weekends at the Texas Renaissance Fair and one of them mm-hmm. is heroes. heroes oh heroes. cool. So, but um so she talked to them um at this you know last week uh, last weekend and the, um the daughter of the dressmaker also plays Fallout and they were already planning on making this dress and she's nice. like okay, I'm going to piggyback, I want that dress. So she's going to make this full on corset dress for Fallout. And do the, the full on, you know, vault, vault dweller but Victorian, you know, steampunky kind of thing. Perfect. So cool. Yeah, it's you know, come join us guys. It's it's thirty-five bucks. It's definitely worth the thirty-five bucks. Um I would I, I obviously bought it at the full price, but for thirty-five bucks, you're gonna get a ton of really good story. Um it's not spoon fed to you like Fallout 4. There's not, you know, a, a, a pretty looking human in your face telling you everything. But there's there's humans, there's ghouls, there's robots giving you quests. It's it's there's stuff to do. There's plenty to do in this game.
1: Awesome. Cool. All right. And
0: speaking um, of plenty to do, uh, plenty. I, f- I think Destiny Two also came out with other stuff, didn't it?
1: They did. Um, uh, the so free copy of Year uh, One is no longer available, but the refer friend is still go ongoing. If you pick up a free copy, um, if you did pick up your free copy of Year One, and you're thinking of purchasing Year Two Forsaken Expansion, see about having a guilty invite so you can do both. Seeing both get some fun bonus goodies with the, with this. Uh, it includes experience bonus for both of you if you're below the level the level cap for Forsaken, which is 50. It also opens up a number of exclusive quests to complete together. To get an exotic sniper rifle, an exclusive ship, and the uh, friendship and emblem. Uh, so basically, yeah, it's very, very, very much a good a friend program. Um, those are re- refer; those are refer. Multiple friends will be able to earn the exclusive sparrow, not sparrowhawk. Um, <laughs> if you <laughs> no. recently bought Forsaken and it was less than seven days ago, you'll still be able to be referred by another player to activate the bonus. So go ahead and look into that. Those who have uh, done that so far.
2: Yeah. The, the, the Forsaken story has been awesome as well. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It, it, uh, it went darker. I think that's what a lot of people were worried about when in year one is, it was too bright and shiny. And we we're Which all shiny examples. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> bright
0: and shiny. And yet it was the destruction of your entire world. Exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just light stuff.
0: No, oh, but it's all about the light.
2: Uh, but, the, but yeah, it, the Forsaken story has been fun. Um, I, you know, I, I didn't like what happened, but that, you know, that's story wise. But, you know, yeah. I, I definitely agreed with, with what was going on. It's been great. They've done a lot of quality of life improvements. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, there's actually been a resurgence. I've, I've seen a sudden flood in of new uh, guildies jumping into the Destiny 2 stuff. We've had to make quite a, a bit of room to, to get everybody in. So, you know, there's people here, they're playing um, and, you know, waiting for you to come join us.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I think about half of the better late than never raid team joined in recently. So nice. from, from AI. WoW.
2: yeah, the, the raids in that game are definitely challenging and satisfying. Once you get them down.
0: Cool.
1: Awesome. So what's going on in a wow. Mew.
2: Well, uh, just to give everyone a reminder, a uh, new braid will be on holiday break beginning December 15th and resuming back on January
1: 5th. <sighs> Dan Kenny. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever.
2: Uh, so lazy. Um, um so w- other than that we have AIE and Wow in review. So we have some fun infographic type number things going on. Mm-hmm. Uh number 1 there were uh, non- uh, 112 gnomes killed during coop this year. Uh, however, we still have time to add to those numbers with our annual Wintervale coop coming up in December. Time to be announced and secretly discussed.
0: Mhm. Uh
2: Number two, four thousand two hundred and thirty-five battle potions were used on heroic Argus, along with ten thousand six hundred and seventy-eight warlock cookies. Don't ask what's in those cookies.
1: It's the souls. No. Them, them delicious. Never ask what's in the
2: cookies. Yeah, pay no attention to the green and throbbingness of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number three, an average of 7.7 7 players ask when new braid invites go out between 9 and 11 p.m. every Saturday night. <laughs> I believe
1: that, that, that
2: seems That seems low. Low, it does, low. It does.
1: I think they mean 70.7. Yeah. yeah there you go. Right.
2: Number four, 141 left sh- sharks were mailed to Cyrene, bringing the current total to 426. Obviously, she needs more. Right?
1: I hear that's what she wants for Winter Vale.
2: Yes. We'll get right on Central
0: that. a wrapped left shark. Yes.
2: <laughs> and number five. 682 pots of coffee were brewed in the guild kitchen. The Irish cream was optional.
0: Oh, that sounds really good right now.
1: I think we have some in the
0: fridge, honey. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I know. All right.
2: uh, and number six. <laughs> Ralph's Amazing Race was so amazing that the amazing officers wanted this amazing event every year. Isn't that amazing?
0: Huzzah. <laughs> Huzzah! It is.
2: All right. Onward to what arrives in patch 8.1, uh, starting on December 11th, but susceptible to time 8. It's that new thing where th- even though the patch is live, that mean- doesn't mean that everything's going to be immediately launched unless right. you just eat it all up. So we start with continuation of the war campaign so we can find out what in the world's going on with, with us uh, and uh, figuring out what's going on with uh, our lovely war chief. And then heritage armor for blood elves and dwarves.
0: Yeah, I got to get my blood elf leveled up. She's only 102 or 112 because you have to be max level mm-hmm. with a blood elf, and you have to be exalted with silvermoon.
2: Yeah, which is pretty typical, but you still have to check, especially if it was a boosted tune.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: And then uh, they will be uh, doing paragon reputation rewards. So the, they, at first they said gone, no. Yeah. <laughs> They said, no, we're not going to do that. We don't want you to grind that out. And then we're like, but it's just going to happen anyway. Okay, fine. Here's some reputation. rewards. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, we'll also be seeing uh, the continuation of the Sarfang and Tyrande questlines. Um <laughs> To see what's going on with them, because uh, some stuff's going to go down. Um, you know, last we heard from Sarfang, he was busy uh, doing some stuff somewhere else. Yeah. Nice and also
0: this is going to be the first real step in the direction of hopefully more to come where your game decision enters uh game decision actually matters. Cause there's going to be a, I won't go into the spoiler, but there's going to be a point where it's like, are you siding with this person or this person?
2: Exactly.
0: And that decision is going to, uh, you know, make a difference in the story further down. So uh, very much similar to what Final Fantasy XIV and Sotor do with their decision trees. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out.
2: Just dipping the toe, dip in. Just dipping the toe. Yep. Uh, there will be new island expeditions and a vendor so you can actually buy the stuff that's not randomly dropping for you. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, there will be incursions, which are similar to how the uh, demon invasions happen in Legion, but instead it's going to be the opposite faction invading. So that'll be interesting.
0: And you drive them off Kulturas or Zandalar, depending on your faction. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, they are going to make uh, a lot of reputation credits account wide, uh, including transmogs that require a certain reputation. That way, once you've earned the the exalted on some on one tune, you don't have to keep doing it over and over to, to use like the toys and transmogs and all that kind of stuff. Is you've earned it once, why should you have to earn it over and over again? Yep. Uh, they're also going to make uh, flight paths account wide because oh, again, nice. you found it, uh, why should you find it over and over and over again? And it's one of those things where they were already giving it to you on your your alts um like once the new expansion came out anyway so it's like you know w- why make this hassle just 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 do it just do it
0: yeah it, it's interesting to see how they're doing it cuz in level 1 to 60 you have um an heirloom book that will yep. unlock you know uh eastern kingdoms or um <laughs> the other continent Calum door. Thank you. Um, but this time it's going to be a purchaseable, purchasable item that you then ship to whatever alt you want to unlock the flight paths on, which, you know, yeah. I don't know if they're just going for the gold sink aspect of it and why they didn't go to the heirloom side of it. Um, but it's very much like the Legion, um, books that you could buy f- once you maxed out your reputation and send those to other tunes. So it'd be interesting to see how that works.
2: Well, apparently it's, it's probably because they apparently think there's still too much gold. Cause there's people buying those Brontosaurus mounts left and right. So, yeah, which is
0: crazy. I have no idea how they're doing that, but <laughs>
2: And the, then, uh, for those uh, that liked the warfront over in Arathi, Arathi Basin, uh, there will be a new Darkshore Warfront and Darkshore Overworld Revamp, kind, kind of how they did the Arathi Basin or Arathi mm-hmm. Highlands rather, how they revamped yep. that whole area. They're going to do something similar to Darkshore. It won't be like the full-on deal like they did for uh, for Highlands, but it'll be pretty close. And it's going continu- to continue the story there because obviously we're kind of curious what's going on over there
0: and the armor is going to be forsaken themed for the horde yes. and night elf themed for hey. the um alliance side so new transmog
2: yep hopefully not just tattered close. no <laughs> no. <laughs> no
0: i've seen some of the um like what the dark rangers wear or the um the forsaken uh the elite forsaken guards wear it's really cool
2: yeah um, and other than that, there will be some class changes and tweaks. So they're they're fixing um, some cl- classes that definitely got uh, the, uh, the 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 bad hand in, in the last uh, round of stuff. I think uh, monks uh, are getting a tweak as well. There's, uh, I know the prot warriors are getting a buff. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. Bear tanks are getting a, a, a buff as well. Yes. Um. So that that's definitely we're all looking forward Shaman. to that shaman yeah yeah well shaman are used to it but hey you're getting you're getting a leg up finally yeah um but then they're also going to change uh, a bit of how leveling is done um the usual bits of catch up here and there so that's all to be expected and then uh champions of azeroth reputation changes are coming
0: yep so that one is once you get revered with champions of azeroth on one tune. All your other alts can go visit Magni and immediately get their neck piece leveled up three times. So it'll give you 45 item levels on the neck piece, which will be nice along with the reduction in XP on the uh, leveling changes. So,
2: yeah, cool. And that's, and that's it. That's, there's definitely a lot coming. Um, and that's, yep. that's just, just for the patch. You know, the, okay. the new raid tier doesn't come until sometime next year. So yeah, that'll be,
0: I think, 815 <coughs> that they're going to do in January.
2: Yep. So they're going to give everyone a chance to do the whole end of year holiday stuff and uh, get settled in with the new changes before they throw a new raid at us.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yes, Seema. Shamans are getting ketchup. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. They've had mustard all this time.
1: Got it.
0: They should relish the changes. Oh, no, we're not doing oh,
1: no, right. no, no, uh, no. no, no. We're not doing in- that. That was
0: nope. I know. Uh, and in Sowtor news, sotor, year-end wrap-up for this podcast brought to you by SEMA. Thank you so much for doing this. This was awesome. Uh, just. For everyone that wanted to know, the AIE WoW stats were done by Cyrene and Beef. We really appreciate that. Beefmaster and Cyrene. All right. 2018 started off with the last of 2017 snowballs on Narshada, followed closely by Zen reminding people that they can get mats from the guild cargo hold to do their conquest crafting. 2018 also saw three operation bosses in various difficulty modes. Uh, Skyva, Mother of Sorrows, Nahut, the hated son, and Isaacs, the destroyer of pretty much everything and everyone on every mode. Yes. Um, the guild came together to get all of the operation teams a chance to down Isaacs. Unlike, wow, there are no raid lockouts. So what the teams did was one team would go in and clear up to Isaac, and then another team would come in and they could start at Isaac. Um with that same run and then work their chances to get Isaac down. So that worked out really well. The guild did an awesome job on both sides coming together to get that taken care of. Um, all right. Apple is taunting us again. <laughs> right. We got a new flashpoint, a new PVP map, a new conquest uh, conquest revamp and the Rishi stronghold. Um also as we mentioned earlier, we have a new podcast Working Class Nerds hosted by Marcus and Nick. We had a great year for guild growth and as a result, we moved the MFN and conquest schedule from week from two weeks of imp one week of pub to every other week for both. So they're now doing Each equally, and both are very active. And speaking of new things, we got four new officers, Dent, Marcus, Zen, and BC. Uh, Marcus ran his first mega event in June. It's already become a monthly tradition, which is a monthly epic guild activity. Uh, And there will be one coming up for December, so keep your eyes out for that uh Marcus also instigated an operations night with all the current sotor podcasters that was streamed by multiple content creators it was called sotor unite and they had fun uh if i remember correctly nick was dead for pretty much the entire podcast after getting roped in by mark uh by max and it was awesome if you want to hear uh some of that listen to working cl- the last working class nerds with eric musco uh and you can hear the update from nick and uh, how he got roped into that. That was fun. Um, BC created and published and maintained his conquest calculator, which helps guildies and the rest of the SOTOR community plan out their conquest activities. And that spreadsheet really has gotten picked up by the community, and there are a lot of guilds using it. So really appreciate BC's work on that. Uh, Dense has started Flashpoint Fridays, which is a casual pop-up event for running small group content. Ah, uh, flashpoints are generally four players, so they they get together and run some flashpoints, um, get people into flashpoints that they haven't done before, and things like that. And Zen continues to keep the mats flowing and shepherds shepherds us to help conquest success week in and week out. And yes, if you're wondering where the uh, materials in the guild vault randomly appear from, generally it's Zen <laughs> and other contributors, but a lot of the time it's Zen. Uh we also had fun times on the public test servers, maxing out our characters and their gear and killing bosses. Um and that was yeah, that was fun. Um got some time with uh Matt and uh gotta do some of that and and see some of the new content coming out. And we actually conquered a planet. We conquered Belmora. So there uh everyone that was in that week got their um Conqueror of Belmora titles. That was a fun, fun week to be uh active in that. And as we mentioned earlier, astromech EPC 268 is floating out in space, broadcasting the 268th edition of the SOTOR escape podcast with Max and SEMA. But 2018 is not over yet. We'll finish the year with the 5.10 update coming sometime in December, hopefully early December, which will include a new story, new daily area, new guild progression system, private PVP and galactic starfighter instances for guilds, a new armor tier and much, much more. So, Hang out in the SOTOR channel and uh, take a look at that.
1: Well, clearly it's been a busy year for SOTOR. It's also been a busy year in Star Trek Online. Uh, big things have happened for this year to the fleet. Fleet leadership switched from Captain Hunter to Captain Greybug. Uh The fleet made some big strides um, in the fleet holdings. Starbase was upgraded from tier f- to Tier 4, and the Starbase military was also upgraded to Tier 4. This has unlocked a large number of fleet ships for us. Of fleet Research Lab. Wow! The Fleet Research Lab was fully completed unlocking more traits and R&D project slot on some of the top gear. Uh, the Fleet spar is over halfway done in upgrading fully, which will unlock more awesome gear for our fleet. Um, as for STO, we received the Victory is Life expansion uh, bringing back the Dominion and allowing us to create um, Gemdara. Captain Jim Hadar. Jim, Hadar. Jim Hadar. Wow. And of course, more story. Uh, and the last, um, and of course, the latest story is based on the Discovery TV series in the age of discovery. Ships updated in tier six variants from the show, and some really interesting episodes were added. Um, remember, okay. Yeah. Thank you. And Reebok's schedule has changed around some. Um, so it's going to be looking uh, to find a time for people that will allow a fun night for the fleet. Uh, to continue chat, blow up some enemy ships, and have some fun. So, set phasers to fun. Um, they should be coming back soon. Keep an eye on the SDO channels in and out of game and Discord, and of course, just the general AI chat.
2: Yep. All right. In Final Fantasy 14 news, uh, Shadowbreakers has been Ooh. announced as the new expansion for Final Fantasy 14. Uh, we are likely going to be going to the Garlean Empire. Not confirmed, but it's looking very likely. Uh, the, re- the reason why the, a lot of the stuff is going to be like kind of not totally concrete is they they <laughs> have three fanfests. They have the they start with the US one, then they have I think they do the European one next, and then they have a Japanese one. Right, right. So they kind of have to give you like a third of the the info at each one. That way, none of the fanfests feel like they've been you know Locked
1: left out at all, and they yeah. get a, a piece of the puzzle.
2: Yep. So um, so we think we might be going to the Garlean Empire. Um, it's looking very confusing, but the Warrior of Light might be coming the Warrior of Darkness, which is very confusing because we've already seen a Warrior of Darkness with a whole like, team of darkness. So very weird and confusing. Who knows what's going on? Um, if you've uh, seen the video from FanFest, um, we will have this in our hands, barring any delays in the summer of 2019. So look forward to that. Uh, there will, of course, be a new level cap. Uh, there are multiple new classes are likely. Um, and uh, we were curious why Thancred in the trailer was supporting a gunblade. Because right now, the closest class we have to that is me- me- Mechanist. But they just use standard handgun, shotguns, and other just regular guns. Um, so it's interesting that it's a gunblade, which might hint to a possible new class. Uh, there will be new end game content for crafters and gatherers. The rebuild of Ishgard has begun. Uh, It's hinted at the idea of housing in Ishgard may also be available um, related to this. Uh, There may also be some farming possible, um, but not as a class. So that'll Hmm. be interesting. Uh, They've talked a bit about what they call new game plus. Um, And then, uh, in particular, they're doing something called trusts or something similar. That's that's still kind of hazy because it's a system that's currently in Final Fantasy XI, the other MMO. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want they like the idea, but they're not going to make it a carbon copy out of it. But to give you an idea, uh, in Final F- Fantasy 14, uh, once you've earned it, you can summon popular NPCs to help you in your adventuring. Uh, they'll have their own class role and they'll help you and kind of have like a little party. Um, parties in Final Fantasy 14 or four, so that you can get uh, three other people to help you, and it's that way. If you're not always playing at a time when you have a static group, as they call it, you can still do some of the content with these little extra um, NPCs. Uh, in Final Fantasy XI, they do not level up on their own, and they're based on your current level. That way, you can you know swap to whatever class you want at the time and, and level that up with those uh, NPCs. Um, also, they talked about uh, what, something they call world visiting. You'll be able to visit the server, a- another server, inside your data center. Mm-hmm. So um, what that means is, is right now, um, Goblin, the server we're on, is, is on, in a data center with a bunch of other servers, including um, Gilgamesh, where we used to be. Um, so when this goes live, you'll be able to visit another server, and they'll throw you into that server. You won't be able to do everything. Because you're a visitor, you're not going to be able to use your your auction house stuff. You're not going to be able to buy anything while you're there because you're a visitor. You're <laughs> essentially. Uh? Um, we uh, essentially are going to be a able to just kind of adventure with people over there, but we're not going to be able to interact with anything. Um, <clears throat> related to this, uh, there are going to be a bit of world reshuffling. Resu- uh, they'll be adding uh, more servers. And they're going to do a bit of regrouping. Um, we'll talk a bit about that down below. Um, <clears throat> those of you that are still using the thirty-two bit version of the game, you're going to need to look into possibly upgrading your uh, PC uh, because we're going to be going to sixty-four bit only mode. Um, that which. It's it's a good thing all around. It, it means that they'll no longer have to develop for the 32-bit game, and everything will, from that point on, just be 64-bit. They don't have to do any kind of backwards compatibility and whatnot. So yeah, that'll
0: be good. Kind of like what WoW did.
2: Yes, exactly. Same, the same basic idea. Uh, this is Final Fantasy 14 we're still on. Um, there will be a new race. Uh, the tease um, was a Bugs Bunny shirt. Um, the, they, they like to do this where they'll wear interesting costumes or, or a t-shirt that's kind of alluding to what's going to happen in the next expansion. And so one of the one of the developers had Bugs Bunny on the t-shirt. So we're speculating this is going to be the Viera from Final Fantasy Tactics, but it'll be introduced in patch 4.5. So still, you know, this, this version of the game, still Stormblood. Uh, it won't be the, the next one, so that'll be interesting. Uh, also still in Stormblood, they announced the blue mage. Uh, there'll be a lot of people excited for that one. Uh, for those not familiar, um, the blue mage essentially is able to learn abilities from monsters and bosses and use them against others. So they're, they're kind of a copycat uh, class. They're really fun. Uh, it was announced um, by Yosuke Matsuda. Uh, he was happened to be sporting a blue mask, a blue cape and a staff of the blue gemstone. So they kind of went <laughs> over the top saying, this is what you're getting. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, while in combat uh, they essentially will cast a spell and if the monster does their special ability then they can essentially copy it and then start using it Um, they teased um, a lot of abilities will be active uh, once you've learned them you can equip uh, 24 of them at once so it's very interesting with the different mixes of stuff because that, that means there's going to be more than 24 abilities you can learn but then you have to pare it down and see which ones work well together. So it'll be interesting to see some of the the uh, ability uh, builds that are going to come.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, it's not going to be t- attached to any other classes, uh, much like Ma- mechanist, red mage, DK, to where you don't have to have a um, learn a, a, a primary class to then learn this new one. Um, like the 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 bards. To be a bard, you had to be an archer first. Um, and then um, it'll be a limited class to start. Um, it's not designed for end game yet. Um, it'll be limited to level 50 at release, but it will have its cap raised in patches over time. So it might eventually get to where it's max level. Um, but and it's
0: this is in Final Fantasy 14. Remind me one character, many classes, right? Correct.
2: Correct. Yeah. It's, uh, it's um, <laughs> that way you, you don't have to have alts if you don't want to, because the alt is your class. You're basically, um, just like, like, for example, I have a bard at level 70, but I also have a summoner at 62. So you can essentially, it's, you're literally bringing the player because the player can choose what class. So, but, you know, you don't, you don't have to level up a class. You don't want to. Um, but there, there is a bit of cross class stuff going on. That's why it kind of talks about how the blue mage doesn't need another class to do its thing. Um, uh, but, uh, it's still, there'll be some. They kind of got rid of the class, a lot of the class, cross class, uh, words are hard, hard um, uh, uh, stuff when Stormblood came out, so that it's, uh, you, you're not required to level like, you ha- used to have to be able to do, um, I think, the monk or the uh, the hand to hand one. I forget the name of that one, but you had to do, you had to level like, like several other classes to get their signature abilities to then be on your main class.
3: They kind of did God. away with
2: that. Okay. So now it's like there's there's a tank list of things, and there's a DPS list of things, and there's a healer list of things, and you just choose from that list now. So you still get to have some of those cross abilities, but you're not required to level the classes anymore. Because they, they figured that was kind of a hassle. Not everyone wants to play all the classes. They're, they're right. good with their main class. They, they don't want to have to go through and, and level up another class again just to get the maximum out of their main class.
0: So, right. Yeah. No, and that makes sense.
2: Yeah, that, that was a good change. Um, the, uh, the blue mage, uh, is likely going to be available in patch 4.5 along with that new race. Um, and they're expecting that to hit January, 2019, um, part two of patch 4.5 wrapping up stormblood uh, storyline will be late March. So, you know, look forward to that. Uh, that's finally getting, giving us the rest of the closure in that big story. Um, uh, to allude back to what we were talking about before, the world-visiting details, um, they are adding new data centers, uh, I think at least one. Um, so they're going to be shuffling some servers around. Goblin, where, which is where we currently are, is actually going to be relocated to the new Crystal data center from Aether. Um, as a result, there will be free transfers available for characters affected by this move. Uh, as far as uh, we're aware, we don't have any current plans for AAE to move anywhere just yet. Uh, we'll let you know if that changes and uh Do we there is a shadow trailer and a blue mage reveal trailer um in the show notes if you are curious
0: yep and i think that's what uh we were referring to at the very top mm-hmm. where it says the scene in the video of the fan fest um right yep. mhm yeah awesome so that's the the shadow bringers trailer yep and yep. the blue mage reveal yep mm-hmm. All right. And in ESO news, uh this year we saw a resurgence of interest in the game as the improvements in both quality of life and game content attracted players back. Much like uh wow, No Man's no, Sky, well. you know. Huh? You, know <laughs> you get that you get that big content patch that fixes a lot of stuff and people come back and give it a second chance and like, yep. "Oh, this is really good." So mm-hmm. um yeah, expect that with Fallout 76 as well. Uh, Kenny was named director and has been leading and encouraging a number of well-attended mandatory fun nights ever since, which is awesome. Congrats, Kenny, on that. Yes. Uh, And there have been a number of DLCs launched as well, including Somerset Isles expansion, some werewolf fun, and even needed attention for the Argonians in Merkmire. As for upcoming events, there are two in-game events still scheduled for this year. The Undented Celebration event, which is November 29th through December 5th, will we'll reward event tickets once per day when your group kills the final boss of a dungeon and the new life festival happy life day captain all right no new <laughs> life day Boy, festival
1: day.
0: um december 13th through january 2nd will award one event ticket the first time you complete a festival quest each day reminder those event tickets are used to buy the four Indric feathers needed for the new Indric mount
1: awesome and in eve news god Bunch of lousy murder, murder hobos, right? Um, <laughs> Eve's going through another donut uh, domination phase, and the crisis crises, plural, yeah. that will always follow. So prepare your buckets to harvest new rivers of tears. Good for the game, even with uh, Parole Abyss, uh buying CCP and investing in other CCP games and pet projects. We'll see how Eve evolves or morphs to survive a few more years. Uh, P.O.S., um, that's player-owned structures are uh, right. finally deployed. Uh, are pl- finally retired now after almost eleven years. A new Sino and JP um, jump bridges were also deployed. Yep.
2: All kinds of shenanigans.
1: Always. Always.
2: <laughs> and uh, speaking of shenanigans in Guild Wars Two, uh, it's always hard to tell what's going on because ArenaNet likes to play things close to their vest. But uh, Guild Wars 2 had a really good year this year. Uh, The failure of Bless Online and some streamers deciding that Guild Wars 2 was a decent alternative really raised the profile of the game. Uh, There are still some Black Friday sales and giveaways. So go ahead and have a look at those. Uh, In-game, the annual Winter's Day holiday is coming up soon, in line with the ArenaNet new policy of not making events and achievements one-offs. Um, If you're short on karma, the Winter's Day Orphan's Karma event should be able to help. As far as the guild is concerned, um, we've reached level 23, installed out a little bit. Hopefully we can regain progress in the new year and keep expanding the guild hall. Uh, Monday fun nights are still generally scheduled, but uh, we'll skip around Christmas and New Year. So again, as we were saying, pay attention to the schedules because, you know, things get crazy in the holidays.
0: And in Lord of the Rings Online news, uh, just a reminder, the legendary servers were opened, and it's something the AIE team jumped on. It's basically the wild classic of Lord of the Rings Online. We do have a guild there, and a handful of people are kicking off new, old-school characters. Uh, The guild name is now Aaliyah Iokta-Est, as DM Adrahel granted us a rename from AIE. Awesome.
1: Okay, so that was a lot of news. It a was. Lot of, a great wrap up. <laughs> and
0: um, a lot of activities. A lot yeah.
1: Of, yeah, AI, You guys did a lot this year. Um, so I got a question for you. It's the last week. You know, it's the last show of the year. It's the last. Then this weekend was Thanksgiving in the U.S. So, um, what are you guys thankful for? I'm gonna go ahead and start with Mr. Mew. Ah. Hmm.
2: Well, uh, definitely thankful for my guild, for my friends. Because uh, all of these uh, online experience, these social interactions, they just don't work without friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of my uh, fellow raiders that give me the real reason to, to keep playing, make it m- more fun uh, t- doing things together. Um, you know, thankful for family, thankful for, you know, just being here in general. But yeah, that's thankful, thankful for our guild.
1: Awesome. All right, Chat, what about you?
0: Uh, I am thankful that we have had such an active year, not only in AIE in the world of Warcraft, but how much the SOTOR guild has picked up, uh, how much ESO picked up Final Fantasy 14. It's just, it's nice to see the scope of AIE expanding and everyone being active and, getting, you know, getting to play together. Um, like Mew said, it's the the community really is the the highlight of the, the year. Um, you know, because when you get on and you get in online games, typically, you know, just trying to find somebody to play with, it's not a troll, can be difficult if you're just trying to, you know, do a pickup group or something like that. Um, it's, it's nice to have the guild community there. To know, hey, this new game came out. You guys want to go explore it? Okay, this is really cool. Let's set up a little bit of a structure and you know, keep keep the activities going and have fun with it. Um, so I am just thankful the AIE guild exists and that everyone is having fun in it. Awesome. What about about you? you?
1: Um, well, what's the one thing about the AIE guild is seeing the way that we always come together, you know. We have officers that aren't able to do what they could used to do. We see where we have places that we need more help. The fact that there's always somebody willing to jump into those spots, uh, which is wonderful. I'm also thankful that we got through AIE 300 this year because that, or the podcast 300, because that was so much fun. I guess I can also right. go in, my, in the next question there, uh, <laughs> but I've loved that. You know, we've seen even just talking about this episode. You know, we've seen many many people jump to the challenge of doing what they can for AIE in real life in in our gaming life and that is wonderful to see. I'm just thankful that you know, we always have this great sense of community in person, online through Discord, through various chats, in games and it, it really is a beautiful thing.
0: Awesome. All right. So what was your favorite AIE moment this year? And what was your favorite moment in gaming this year? And we'll start with McCullough on this All one. All right.
1: So obviously uh, our 300th episode, which was a labor of love. And we were able to get several of the previous hosts involved in either interviews or coming on the show. And it was great to podcast again with Accuzod, And of course, you know, link we we'll weaseled his way in like he does (laughs) Uh, but another one of my favorite moments actually was spending time in real life with my two co-hosts obviously one that i'm married to uh but (laughs) the fact that mew and uh, mrs mew were able to come down for phoenix comic-con this year we were able to have a guild dinner at one of our favorite uh joint chino manditos we were able to spend physical time together we're able to have you know breakfast um on the sunday and then another guild dinner on the sunday after comic-con and just kind of that real life guild hall since we're since we're not able to make it out to blizzcon just that kind of real life here is our community pieces of our community together
0: awesome what about you Mew?
1: yeah
2: oh Oh, she stole mine by by overextending that was mine (laughs) Uh, um but yeah, it's uh, being able to actually do an, an in-person AIE raid um in Phoenix. Yeah was it was a fun ex- yeah it was a very a very fun experience. Um um also the 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 interesting experience of uh, in-person murlocking. Uh, that was uh-huh. that was curious. Um but yeah, just uh you know it's it's that might be our our go-to now, um especially without uh an for us to all gather in. So it's it's kind of the 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 new AIE moments are going to be the ones that we create, um,
1: the small, the small private ones.
2: Yep, yep. The Phoenix. The it sounds like they're wanting to do one up in in Chicago uh, yeah. next year. So you know we're we're hoping to hear from that. That those are the moments that we're going to look forward to now when we can all get together in person. So yeah,
1: definitely. All right, you, Jet. Uh,
0: definitely the. The three hundredth episode, getting to interview Dills for that, and uh, just uh, getting to talk with you know the the other former co host and just kind of look back over the the creation of the podcast was a, a ton of fun, and yeah, definitely getting to see everyone in real life here, and uh, you know it, it, the the real life meetup and and that sort of thing, because I think that's what the ai guild really is is it's both the guild in game but it's also getting to meet everyone when you get the chance outside of game like the folks did at blizzcon like we did for phoenix comic-con you know that that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so that's those are always the the fun times when you get to actually meet the people you're playing with online in real life and and go do stuff so
1: anyway i'd realize i have a correction to make um the podcast host that came on the show with us for 300th was actually Gomez. And then Zod joined in a different episode as You're a correct. surprise. So, and I apologize. Yes. Cause you know, um, well, I, I do apologize. If you, you want to be
2: technical, Zod joins us every episode. He yes. does.
1: He does. <laughs> um, but um, I was, you know, none of us were able to actually podcast um, with Gomez as a co-host. So that was really neat. Him, mm-hmm. him coming on with that. So mm-hmm. I apologize. My, I, my brain jumped podcast like no no that wasn't right <laughs> and uh by the way we have an update from max about some guild events coming up in person um chicago in april which is i believe for the um SOTOR, yep. know, so tour the, the, the star wars celebration yep. the,
2: the um, cantina in, yep. Yep,
1: yep. indiana in september and pax that's... is also becoming a thing
2: yeah the, the indiana one i believe is there's a new comic con happening mm-hmm. in um in, in near Cyrene. so that's, yes. that's what's going on there yep
0: Yeah. And uh, the Chicago one is Star Wars Celebration and the SOTOR folks are going to be there as part of that.
2: Yep. All right. So then my question for the two of you and eventually me, uh, what are you looking forward to next year, both in real life and in gaming with AIE? And we'll start with TETS.
0: All right. Uh, so next year, I definitely want to see all the the photos and video and stuff coming from that uh, Chicago meetup because that's going to be amazing. Um, so Max, take lots of photos, please, for, sir. Yep, exactly. We want we want to see video and uh, you know, see everyone, um, at the meetup. Um, so th- that I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, and in gaming, um. I want to see, you know, wow is my main focus. So I want to see where this story is going. I want to see, you know, how committed are they to this faction war? How committed are they to this decision matters thing? That's coming up in eight one, where, where are they going with this? But also I am very interested in where Sotor is going with going back to Imperial versus uh, Republic fights. Now that they've, you know, gotten rid of the big bad for now and are going back to the infighting, much like um, WoW just did, it'll be interesting to see uh, the storylines and stuff that comes out of out of Sotor as well. So uh, that's what I'm I'm really looking forward to. And uh, so what about you, McCullough?
1: Um, well, I've not been gaming a lot this year, but I have a three-week break coming up. Yes, you do. So I definitely want to sit down on the keyboard and, you know, play with some pixels and have some fun, kill some things, find something that's going to kind of scratch those itches I need gaming wise. Um, I'm kind of contemplating going back in the secret world. Yeah. Of all things. Yeah. Um, It also, you know, playing around with WoW a little bit. I never finished the last expansion. And I just need to, I want to find something that's going to kind of take care of that part of the gaming of my gaming um, real life. You, know, you mentioned you guys coming down for uh Phoenix comic-con. That would be amazing. Uh, a guilty, um rabbit. Uh, you guys raid with her and I are actually talking about doing a D and D podcast.
0: Ooh, awesome.
1: So we're playing with some ideas there. She in fact went over our notes. Um, she was working on our notes today, uh, looking to start in February. We're still playing around with some ideas, names, Different concepts, but they've got something really good—kind of a beginner's guide to D and D. Then looking at the evolution, you know how you build characters, what to expect from a game, what you can learn from gaming, things like that.
0: And what about you, Mew? you. Yeah, what about you?
2: Yeah, I feel like I'm the only one not doing a D and D podcast nowadays, right? <laughs>
0: I'm not, but you know, I'm just yeah. playing in real life.
2: Yes, in real life but i'm definitely looking forward to to phoenix comic-con again um because that, that's always a, going to be a, a good highlight i think um other than that as far as gaming obviously very interested in the, the warcraft story i'm i'm definitely in these games for the story this is you know i, I don't uh, read enough books anymore but it's because gaming kind of has become my book um <clears throat> so I, I want to see where this story goes. I, I too want to see how the story branching is going to affect um, things. Uh, I'm curious to see where the Star, the Star Wars uh, SWTOR story is going. Um, I'm interested in see where uh, some of the non uh, SWTOR Star Wars stories is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm curious, uh, you know, how, how Fallout 76 is going to shake out. Um, as we mentioned, I think that it's waiting for, I mean, it's, it's, got a solid beginning and it's waiting for a cleanup patch it's it's when that hits i think that's when this game is really going to start just exploding because it's it's already got a good basis Uh, i know i'm hooked Uh, several people i know are hooked um so i'm kind of curious to see where it grows um so yeah just yes gaming in general and uh um thinking of uh Doing a bit more with my switch of all things. It's Ooh, been, awesome! Yeah, it's been calling my name. I got uh, Diablo uh, three from BlizzCon for it mm, uh, because I I have not played the Necromancer yet. Um, so I figure it's that might be awesome where I'm
0: and overpowered. Yes, that's okay.
2: that sounds like a good class to do on there. Um, uh, and uh, also thinking of getting into that uh, new uh, Pokemon uh, let's let's go uh-huh. Pikachu and Eevee game. Because yeah. of uh, its interactions with the Pokemon Go on the phone, yeah, yep. so,
1: yeah, the Hordling is enjoying <clears throat> that.
2: Yeah, and I hear if you get the, the 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 one with the ball, the ball actually enhances the Pokemon Go game. So it that's does here. Yep, yeah. So very curious about that. Yeah, it's 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 been a, a nice little thing to to be out in the open and and uh, do a bit of Pokemoning. There's a couple of really good mall areas that you can walk up and down and just, you know, go crazy. And it kind of gives you an excuse to walk around.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, I think that that is going to be our show for tonight. Ooh. The chat room begins suggesting show titles. We want to thank everyone for joining us each show. We really appreciate it everyone that joins the chat room listens on the feed responds in twitter sends us emails that sort of thing we really really enjoy having you all folks here
1: and the officers that help us write the show notes when we say hey guys what's going on in your game even though sometimes we have to nudge a little bit Mentioned in week. Yeah, no more. Not week. <laughs> um, and if you have a question or comment about the show, you can email us at podcast at guildorg You can follow us at Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. I'm at CyberWave. Tetsami is at Ivory Tiger. We record live every other Sunday, normally I'm at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Join the chat room and play along with us at our website, which is aie-guild.org slash podcast dash live dash stream backslash and our discord server for chat which is bitly.aie podcast discord our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen follow him at keys with soul or visit his, pod, his podcast wow his website keys with dot com
2: and now it's time to play, play the great aie member segment we received this week which is ask Buxley yep.
0: all right and next time Reminder, we'll be talking to you in the new year. Mm-hmm. So until then, AIE, this is Tetsemi.
1: This is Makala.
2: And this is MuCal.
0: And this has been the AIE podcast.
3: avoid contact with Buxley. <music> Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. This question is about turtles. Cardinal writes, hey Buxley, why do the turtles want to get to the water anyway? And why do the gulls and crabs want to stop them? Okay, here's the deal. Everybody loves a beach, and I mean everybody, but this can be a real problem sometimes. Back when the dinosaurs were headed to the beach every weekend, it was nearly impossible to sunbathe anywhere. No place to put towels down. Now, the seagulls and crabs who actually lived by the beach did everything they could to get rid of the dinosaurs. So between the seagulls dive-bombing the dinosaurs and the crabs pinching at their toes, they finally got rid of the dinosaurs and they moved inland. And that was fine for a while until the turtles figured out that no one was at the beach anymore and they could come in and start heading for the water. The seagulls and crabs see this and think, hey! We got rid of the dinosaurs. How tough can a few turtles be? Which is kind of weird because you wouldn't think that seagulls and crabs could speak the same language. But there you go. Anyway, they get together and start trying to get rid of those teeny tiny little turtles. Never heard a thing in their brief lives. Well, sure, maybe you accidentally step on one and go sliding across the beach on one foot, arms waving all over the place. But that's not the turtles' fault, and they didn't get hurt anyway. So the next time you get a chance... Help get rid of those seagulls and crabs. They just want a beach for themselves, and, and if you ask me, that's just being shellfish. Thanks for your question! If you'd like to know what I've been up to every day, follow AskBuxley on Twitter. If you like the segment, please take the time and rate it on iTunes. Turtles are squishy, friend! As seen on Buxley. Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. This question is about the Headless Horseman. Fellpaw writes, Dear Buxley, I went to fight the Headless Horseman and he yelled, Here's my body, fit and pure. Now your black and souls I'll cure. What the heck does that mean? Well, I've talked about Herbert Hollow, otherwise known as the Headless Horseman, a while ago, way back in Ask Buxley number 51. As you may remember, Herbert was a pyromaniac that set fires in towns until the townspeople caught up with him. What you may not know is, before becoming a psychopathic maniac, he was a personal trainer and chef. He cooked all kinds of stuff when he was alive, and he came up with many of the better recipes that you might have been learning at the cooking trainer. I'm not talking about things like Warthog Surprise, either. What, you've never heard of Warthog Surprise? You know, you get a giant cake, cut into it, there's a warthog inside. Surprise! I'm getting sidetracked here. When he says, here's my body fit and pure, he's referring to his previous life as a personal trainer. And when he says, now your blackened soul's all cure, he's talking about the curing process for fish. You know about filet of soul, right? He liked to put extra spices on those and make a great blackened filet of soul. He's just offering to cook for you. Of course, he is dead, and he is completely crazy, So he's just spouting off random things from his previous life while he's trying to kill you. I swear, the last time I was in there, he started reciting a recipe for mushroom risotto while he was trying to hit me with his sword. Thanks for your question! If you'd like to know what I've been up to every day, follow AskBuxley on Twitter. If you liked the segment, please take the time and rate it on iTunes. Time is money, friend!